Today on The Breakdown, it was the biggest buy-in in poker tournament history. 1.05 million pounds, that's almost $1.3 million, 54 players, and this hand, this hand, one of the most suggested hands to the poker guys of all time involves three of the biggest names in poker right now. Bryn Kenny, Sam Trickett, and Stephen Frickin' Chidwick, the Slim Reaper, all three of them play a hand that, as I said, the most, or one of the most suggested, it's at the world on fire. Everyone's trying something a little wacky and crazy. All three players, we're going to talk about it right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. This is meant as a question and not as a criticism. I genuinely mean that. Your openings, recently, sometimes you try to do the more conversational opening. Yeah. And sometimes you do what you just did, which is the more traditional breakdown opening, which is more like hype man opening. Yeah. Is it just the, like, are you like a feel player where it's just like you're, I, for some reason, I'm opening 7-4 off under the gun, this hand and next hand I'll fold jack-8 suited, you know? like is, is that's, that's an absurd question. <laughs> I do take that as a criticism. Okay, cool. Fuck you. Um, Here's what's going on. Okay, I have a whole spreadsheet, and I'm keeping track of, as these podcasts come out, what the general... Now, I'm not going to obviously... You're never going to do something so obvious as, well, this time it's going to be uh, you know, a more anecdotal, and this time it's going to be more like Hype Man, back and forth, you know, every other one. That's too easy for the audience. They're going to get used to it. It's intermittent conditioning. I don't like it. But I'm doing a balanced strategy with mm. my openings. Yeah. And so Speak I don't like how it. you said Speak that. Speak on it. <laughs> so I have a whole algorithm... Working out, and this was this was actually meant to be hype man, but open sounding a little more Ira Glass conversational, and I think I, I think I pulled that off. Not to pat myself on the back too much, but I'm pretty sure I pulled that off. So th- is that kind of the equivalent of having a merged three betting range where you're like three betting king queen suited and I, stuff? I would say well depolarized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like this is a depolarized opening right there. Yeah. So and I feel good about it. I feel really really good about it. Um, because I feel like. Much like when you depolarize with king-queen, you're doing it because you expect to get called by worse, which you normally wouldn't, but against certain players, you absolutely will, right? And so it's the same thing here. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I, I think if anybody who's listening doesn't understand exactly what you mean, they're probably very Idiots, stupid. Yeah. 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 All right. So let's start talking about the people who suggested it because it's going to take a few minutes. All right. Yeah. Is, this is great. We might as Hands well... Hands across America. <laughs> when, when, when was that, by the way? Hands Hands, ac- yeah. I can tell you, actually, because it's referred to in the movie Us, so it's in the late 80s. It's like 1987 or 1988, something like that. Okay. Maybe 86. But yeah, it's actually, I guess you haven't seen the movie Us, but it's, it's a component of that movie because that part of that movie takes place in the, the yeah. 80s. Yeah, Not all I, it, I need to see bit. that movie. I've heard. Oh yeah, that movie is Only worth good seeing. things. Better or you, worse than Get Out, in your opinion? I think it's worse, but I think it's more ambitious. I really liked it. I, can under, I think Get Out is more likable, meaning like I think a higher percentage of the population will love Get Out than will, than will love Us because Us is more, is like I said, more ambitious. It's a little more complicated. It's a little bit um, harder to, to understand exactly what the intent of the filmmaker was, where Get Out, it's super obvious. Um, so I think that, so, I, so it's like, there's a few more things that fail in the movie, but, a few, but the, the things that succeed, I think succeed on a more powerful and deeper level. So I think overall, the vast majority of people will like Get Out more, but the people who love us will love us much more than Get Out. So it's kind of like, 
in chronologically reverse release order, Memento and The Dark Knight. Whereas The Dark Knight is more palatable, more easy for a wider audience to enjoy. Memento is probably a better movie. Oh, yeah. By a lot. By a lot. Yeah. But is also like confusing and not everybody's going to love it. I think that's actually pretty good. Yeah. I think that's pretty right on. Uh, nice job. Thanks. All right. Let's get through these suggestor names. We can't talk about more movies? No. No, that's going to be... I want to talk about directors. I know. I know. You want to, but you never will get to. Okay. All right. So tell me about the suggestors. I'll sing Hands Across America in the background. Go. No, I don't want that part to happen, though. <laughs> don't, don't do the part that you were <laughs> going to do. I'm going to do it quietly. Yeah. Do it just to yourself. Okay. Maybe in the corner. I'll hum it. Just yeah. go. David Kluckman. Aris Wagner, Max Sawyer. Stop it. Across America. <laughs> yeah, you made me stop in the middle of saying Max, Max Sawyer's Sawyer. name. He's one of the greats. He is. All right, continue. Max Sawyer, Stephen Tixay, Runar Hansen, J-Man Rodders, Let Me Win One, The Notorious D.A.D. I think Ooh. that's a root beer related uh, name. What? What? <laughs> like Dad's root beer. Okay. Randrogo, Ben Page, of course. Mark Testart, Rich Shorten, Mike D'Angelo, who actually has a quote on the movie Memento. Is that why you said that? Is that what made you think maybe, of it? Maybe, I mean, like, at the time, I had no clue that there was a connection there, but maybe subconsciously that was happening. Chris Pesh, Tony, Toby Bentall, excuse me, Dylan Berry, Chia Bader, DFS PhD. Whoa. Does that mean he has a graduate degree in playing DFS sports? Obviously, All it right. does. DFS sports is not... a Smart thing to say, because the S stands for sports. Correct. And finally, Jack Stewart, who sounds like a Tom Clancy character. (laughs) Well, Jack Ryan is a Tom Clancy character. Yeah, I know. But that's that's well said. That's a lot of people. That's like 20 people. Something like that. I I can't be bothered to count. Well, I mean, it's a cardinality, so it's like 14 or 15 people. (laughs) I guess it's 15 if it's a cardinality, because we would just know. Cool. Anyway. Good point. We're never going to talk about the hand. All right, so let's talk about 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 fantasy football. I already (laughs) did talk about the hand in the opening anyway. We're good. Welcome, new listeners. Who's your favorite pick at fourth overall fantasy football this year? I feel like. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so this is a big deal hand, obviously. So many people suggested it. This is is such a great hand, and I'm super excited to talk about it. And one thing I said in the opening, which really holds true, and you're all going to see, is that Everybody does things that are non-traditional in this hand. All three players. Yep. And it's a, a unique format, this thing. Just, yeah. Like, not only is it interesting in that it's a $1.25 million buy-in, but um, it starts with 54 players. And Jonathan was just telling me this before the podcast because he learned a little bit about it. The only way you get invited to the thing if you're a pro is to have one of the businessmen. So there's some way that, that the administrators of the tournament distinguish who's a businessman and who's a pro. Because there's some gray area there. Well, they, well they, I think first they were just like, here's the 20. You know, they went to all the rich guys and like, you're, you can play this if you want. And so it was really clear. Yeah. You know. And each of them gets to invite one pro. Yeah. So there ends up being 54 players. And for the first six levels, there's a guarantee that they will not be combined, meaning that the pros will only play the pros and the businessmen will only play the businessmen, at which point after six levels, they'll begin breaking tables as normal and, yep. and the, the field will ultimately combine. That is our understanding. Yeah. So it's, the poker it's, it, this is all incentive for the businessmen to be like, okay, I guess I'll play even though I'm a dog against these pros. And it's $1.3 million. Yeah. Sure. What the hell? I'm rich. I guess I don't care. Bill right. Perkins, get your money. Yeah. So we're at the stage of the tournament. We're still early. We're on level five. Yeah. So all, we're at one of the pro tables. And so all the pros are playing against the pros. All the businessmen are playing against the businessmen. 
it's really this dynamic does I think come into play and does matter and is part of why this hand happens the way it does. I really believe. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, I mean we'll see. All right, I'm, I'm interested to hear your theory on that. Okay. Um, anyway, I had neglected to mention that everybody who suggested this hand suggested it on Twitter. Maybe there were some suggestions uh, elsewhere, but we did not talk about did them. Did David Cluckman suggest yes, it on he Twitter? Did, actually, son of a bitch. That's cool. No, he um I also he also sent it via email. Yeah. That's why I asked. I know. Oh, you know? Yep. You're just the tough guy. Why don't you just you want you just do the podcast by yourself? Hands across America. I think at this point people would prefer if I do the podcast by myself. If you're gonna keep singing Hands Across America. <laughs> There's more to that song, but I don't know it. So I'm just that's all I have. <laughs> so I'm just gonna go with that. Yeah. Anyway, John, I mean, I think a lot of people are in this boat, but you know, there's a lot. Jonathan, when he's in a good mood, sings <laughs> a little bit too much. Yeah. And uh, whenever there's a song on, like an actual song that he's singing to, instead of just singing by himself, he's he always gets the lyrics wrong. <laughs> 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 Pretty much always. Hey, Hands Across America, I'm getting right so far. I mean, the best one is is Pink Moon, of course, where no one's going to even understand that. Uh, there's a Nick Drake song called Pink Moon, and Jonathan yeah. thought it was called Finger Moon. I didn't think it was called. No, I knew this new song was called Pink Moon. Oh, you I thought just, he was saying Finger Moon. Finger Moon. Yeah, it sounds like Finger Moon, and I think anyone who thinks otherwise is dumb. But no one cares about that. You it's, have to pick a more popular song like um, Jimi Hendrix, where I thought he was saying, excuse me while I kiss this guy. You actually uh, thought no, that? No, but that's the name of a book where people uh, get the, the common lyrics that people get wrong. It's a pretty awesome book, if you, as you can imagine. Okay. Excuse me while I kiss this guy. Bum, bum, bum. I mean, that's great. Yeah, it's wonderful. All right, let's go ahead and talk about <laughs> poker. <laughs> We always spend the first eight minutes fucking around. All right, let's go. Anyway, we're the Poker Guys on Twitter. That's where you suggest include a YouTube link and a timestamp. Unfortunately, for this hand, we're not going to make a video because the, there's not a, a full video of it. Right. They only have uh, play from when shit really gets cray. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't get cray for a while, which is a bit surprising. That's you know? part of the untraditional. And we're going to definitely talk about why that's happening. Okay. So 51 remain out of the 54 players. We're early, early, early on here. Yeah, and uh, these, this is obviously one of the pro tables with, with Chidwick, Kenny, and Trickett involved. Uh, 3K, 6K is level 5. Um, do we know what the starting stack was? Maybe a million? Um, seems like yeah, a million is probably I mean, the starting stack. It does on, seem, based on their stacks and everything, it does seem like it's probably a million. I don't know the answer to that, though. Which is so stupid, by the way. Like, stop it with the million chip starting stacks. I mean, whatever, dude. It's never going to end. Yeah, I know. It's just going to get bigger and In bigger. In 10 years, we're going to have a 1 billion, by, 1 billion chip starting stack main event. Like, who cares? Whatever. Just, All right. there are better things to rail against. Okay, okay, fine. So, 3K, 6K. Chidwick is going to start the action. For those who don't know, the Slim Reaper, Stephen Chidwick. Yeah, Stephen Chidwick, one of the best players in the world. Yeah, but I think he's a bit, a little bit less recognizable than uh, the other two guys in the yeah. hand. He's just not been around as long at the high levels. Correct. He's, he's been crushing it. He's, he's been, been like, less successful at the highest levels. Yeah. Is what it is. But yeah. he's been very successful over the past couple of years. He's been very successful for like the last 12 years, honestly. No, he's been more successful at a higher profile more recently, I would say. Yeah, sure. Um, so anyway, he's one of the best in the world. He's in the hijack. He's got jacket of clubs. He's going to make it 13K. Nothing to say there. Nope. It's fine. It's fine. He's got 1.1 million in front of him, by the way. These guys are super deep. He has almost 200 blinds. Yep. Sam Trickett's in the small blind. He's got 498K, so we assume he's lost about half his stack at yeah. this point. He has Ace of Clubs, Jack of Diamonds. This is a spot where Jonathan's going to three bet. Not as much when we're as deep as we are. 
Okay. I'm a little less inclined to three bet. I, there's a lot less. It's like the, the rewards aren't yeah. super great and the risks are. Trick like, has got like 85 blinds. Yeah. Like it sort of sucks to like have to put in, you know, a bunch of like 10 blinds or maybe it's going to be a little, it's going to be a little less than 10, but yeah. whatever. I'm going to have to fold the, and the rewards just aren't good enough. So this is a spot where, especially if you think Chidwick's opening wide and going to fold to all your three bets, I think you can make a better case to call here than you can in a lot of other spots as you get later in tournaments. That might sound like something that people would disagree with. Yeah. That you just said. That Go on. If Chidwick's opening wide is going to fold to a lot of your three bets, it's a case to call with a hand like ace-jack off out of position. Well, because specifically the rewards for winning this three bet winning right now aren't that great. And if we're going to get Chidwick, if we're going to throw Chidwick off and have him um, range just a little incorrectly, it's going to be harder for him to put us on a hand this good. That's really useful as Sam Trick. And now I don't know, I don't know how hard it's going to be for Chidwick to do that, honestly. Well, is that, but, is that your main reason though? Because like, would you want a three bet ace king? Oh, that's a fair question. Um, mostly, I would want a three bet ace king because I'm willing to go with it. Like, I don't have to fold to a four bet. Yeah, but I do have to fold to a four. Well, I don't have to, but I'm I'm going to fold to a four bet. I imagine even Sam Trick it. Is I'm probably going to fold to a four bet most of the time when it's a million dollar buy in and it's the the whales are sitting there and we're at some point we're going to get to play with them. I'm guessing he's going to fold to a four bet mostly. So we're just this is just a bluff and this hand has actual post flop value. So I, I think it's fine to call here. I'm going to okay. make that case. Yeah. I know normally I would say three bet. It's true, but I feel like we're deep enough that it's a reasonable call against someone who's going to open wide, fold probably correctly, going to four-bet bluff us sometimes, and we're going to have to fold to all of that too. Like He's just going to respond too well, I think, to our three-bet. I mean, that's fair, but to counter that, I, I, I struggle with how to figure this out because of yeah. the way the, the field combines and eventually it becomes much easier for these pros. Sure. Um, so that that's a weird wrench to throw in here, but typically when I'm at a table that I feel like I have a massive advantage over the table, that's when I'm going to flat here. And mm-hmm. if I'm at this table with freaking Stephen Chidwick and everybody, that's when I'm going to three bet because it's like, well, I'm not going to like completely own them post flop with, with a, not that good of an out of position hand. Like if it's a, if it's a table full of Darwin moon, sure. Give me a flat all day. And like, let's figure it out as we go. Right. I imagine trick it. That's not a bad point at all. I mean, and you could certainly still make a reasonable case for three betting, picking up the money that's in there and moving on to the next hand. It's not crazy. It's just a small victory. Right. Right. And when Trickett flats here, I think what he's hoping for is a bigger victory post-flop enough of the time where if an ace flops, if, 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 if Trickett gets a piece, he thinks he's good enough post-flop to be able to manage, even against a guy like Chidwick, even out of position, with a hand that's going to be near the top of his range. And he thinks that's probably good enough. Probably was, what's really going on is Trickett sometimes three-betting this hand, sometimes call Yeah, right? probably. Next, next thing that is usually the Jonathan Lovey argument for a three-bet in the small blind as well is yes. that the big blind is Bryn frickin' Kenny, and he's almost 100% entering the hand at this point when well, Trickett calls. we could be setting up a squeeze from Kenny. So but we're trying to get 85 blinds, and I guess I Kenny's the guy to do it against. If you're going to do it against anyone in the world, it's probably Bryn Kenny. Not that we have to get 85. Well, anyone probably, good in the world. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Yeah. Um, but like, if it's a dolphin, you probably don't fold ace jack here, right? If the dolphin because the raises, dolphin is really good, the dolphin doesn't even understand the cards. <laughs> <laughs> so if it, if it puts in a raise here, we're just gonna have to go with the hand. But again, but Bryn Kenny maybe is also more likely to squeeze than a lot of other players. Um, with uh, as we know, just a whole host of things that is true. Um, so maybe maybe that gives it a little bit more value. At the same point. Do we really want to get 85 blinds in even against Bryn Kenny at this stage? No. I don't want to, but when maybe... When the businessmen are just sitting... Bill Perkins is sitting over maybe there. Maybe we just have to, though. 
Maybe we just have to be willing to do it. Sometimes. Richard Sipple's just over there <laughs> calling four bets with Queen Jack off yeah, and shit. I know. You know. Maybe this is just a way to mitigate variance, and we're going to fold the three bets. Maybe. Maybe if Brin Kenny be- squeezes, we're just going to fold and move on because it's only two blinds, and who yeah. cares? Maybe that's a better move than trying to like make a big play against Brin Kenny early on. Where even if you win, the thing is like, let's say you're you're Sam Trickett and you win a two hundred k pot and it's great and you're up to seven hundred thousand. It doesn't really change your tournament. Uh, trajectory that much go from 500 to 700 right now it helps obviously it obviously helps of course it helps of course it matters but like this play works so much better i'm going to keep coming back to this later in tournaments where winning the blinds plus the three bet and all that is such a bigger percentage of your stack it cuts out so much more of the opponent's stack it's a much bigger deal it affects everything sure so i feel like that's when i want to be making plays much more of the time anyway than than early on yeah, but I mean, you're going to three bet some hands still. Of anyway, course you right? are. And the question is, like, isn't Ace Jack kind of like the ultimate hand to three bet? It's a pretty it, darn good hand to three bet. This hand sucks ass, but it has immediate value, kind of out of position. I guess. I guess he's just thinking like it's good enough. It doesn't suck ass against Chidwick's uh, co- opening range from the cutoff, and even if Kenny comes along, we're just gonna when we flop top pair, we're gonna feel pretty good about our hand and not fold very much. I guess it's got to be the plan, right? Yeah. Hope. Hope. You know, people don't go crazy and bluff us off the hand by, you know, triple barreling and stuff. And we're tricky. We, f- we decide we can handle it. Tricky trick it. I don't know if we can. The old tricky trick it. I mean, look, having said all of that, if he three bet, I wouldn't think anything of it. I wouldn't be like, what's he doing? I'd be like, yeah, sure. So, I mean, I've made all this case for calling, um, but I think a three bet is fine also. I think it's yeah. fine. I, I mean, in so. fact, you three bet, you're often going to get called by Chidwick because he's deep. Maybe this is another reason why he doesn't want to do it. And now he's going to have to play out of position against a master with ace jack off and doesn't want to, maybe he doesn't want to do that either. There's so many times on this podcast that we've had some version of this conversation. Yeah. But I feel like it's always kind of interesting to explore because each situation is unique. I mean, I feel like I'm, I'm normally the, you've got a three bet. Yeah. And now I'm really like, ah, you really don't have to three bet this. And in fact, maybe I like not three betting, you know. Um, this protects your calling range a little bit too, which is kind of nice. You yeah, get, yeah. The, the point is, this is what's so weird about poker is you can really do so many things and make really good reasons, you know, have really good cases and reasons for them. And so much about poker is not what you do, but why you do it, you know? Right, because like this preflop sizing is a great example of that. Like mm-hmm. three and a half X was the standard for a long time. It's like, well, because that's the size of the pot and, and that's like a, a likely amount to actually get to fold the big blind out. But then the min raise became the most common thing. It's like, well, I'm going to open a lot. So min raising makes more sense because my chips are valuable and ICM and all that stuff. Sure. Um, and to, to look at it another way, like why you do it, like what you do, you may say, well, like a, a fish does that and you critique him and Sam Trickett does that and you think it's great. But the difference is that if you go down all the branches of the game tree from this point forward, Trickett's going to play those really well and the fish isn't, right? The right. fish is putting himself in spots that he doesn't know how to handle down, down the rest of the game tree. Well, Sam Trickett does. That said, with yeah. guys at this level, we see more parallels. Like yes. the hand we, we tried to break down with Matt Matros. Yeah. Where, like, it was insane what Jason Kuhn and uh, who was his opponent in that hand? Alex Foxen. Alex Foxen, who are clearly two of the best players in the world yep. of all time. And, like, somehow these guys are doing things that if Joe Schmoes were doing them, we'd be we, like, that's horrible that's categorically that bad. cannot be good ever yeah like, we'd say things we say yeah. if alex fox was this we'd kill him too and then we don't kill alex fox because yeah. we're like obviously alex fox is doing this for a reason yeah he's playing against jason kuhn in a huge buy-in event this is real yeah so there is that yeah also we've critiqued sam trickett's decision before and we're seemingly pretty wrong about it <laughs> based on sam trickett himself telling us that i don't know so. if we were actually critiquing his decision or not we were just oh you're right to decide if it was a value better we, bluff. Yeah, you're, we didn't critique it at all you're totally right we didn't say this is bad we yeah. just said this is a bluff it's not a value bet. And he's like, it's a, it, we love, you guys seem nice, but it's definitely a value bet. <laughs> or sorry, it's definitely a bluff. Not yeah, a yeah, it's, yeah. It's anyway, definitely. whatever. If you want to know more about that, you can find it on our podcast. Yeah, that's from YouTube y- channel. years ago now. 
All right, so let's get to Bryn Kenny, who's in the big blind. Okay, gosh, let's He's got do seven it. of spades, eight of hearts, and he's just going to complete with his 1.2 million. Doesn't he have eight six? He's eight six. Oh, eight, eight six, excuse me. He got eight six. It matters. Yeah, it does matter. Uh, yeah, it matters. Okay. He's got eight of hearts, six of spades. Yep. In the big blind. Okay, so why don't we just do everyone's hand, because we spent a lot of time on yeah, this. Yeah, of course. Chidwick has jack eight of clubs in the hijack. Trickett has the short stack with about 85 blinds and ace of clubs, jack of diamonds in the small blind. And Bryn Kenny has 1.2 million for 200 blinds and eight, six offsuit, eight of hearts, six of spades. Yeah. Pot's going to be 45 K. And, um, I just feel like it's about that time. Yeah. When soft serve ice cream. Well, yeah, soft serve ice cream. And then we're going to watch the movie, the jerk. Yeah. With Steve Martin. Steve Martin. Yeah, yeah. And then we're going to buy some Bitcoin yeah, yeah. And we're going to go to Nitrogen Sports Poker Room uh, using uh, the link in the description of yeah, this podcast. Yeah, yeah. And we're going to create an account. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hands across America. Is, is that the time to sing that? Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much exactly what you're supposed to do is well, sing, sing that all the time. I want to say this, and I'm going to get a little serious right now. Oh, man. Do we have, do, do we have a drop for that? I wish we did. We need an intern. I'm we not need, one we to need do a the work. real intern. If not, you want to do the work for that, that's great. But I want to not the fake intern. But I'd like to. I'd like to take a moment to really address the audience now, in, in a really sincere way, going to Nitrogen Sports, you really have to use the link in the description because that makes you eligible for some really important poker guys tournaments that you get access to that you otherwise wouldn't. It's an unbelievable free roll, thousand buy-ins, never get more than hundred people. It's unbelievable. You'd be crazy not to do it. Save the kids. Click the link in the description. It's beautiful. Thank you. I really like it. Brought a tear to my heart. Is that a thing? Of course, it's a thing. Okay. Since you said it, it's now a thing. My, my heart is wet with tears. Yeah. Also blood. <laughs> yeah, there's blood in there, and probably other fluids. Oh yeah. There's a lot of bodily fluids. There's stuff going on in there. I mean, there's so many. <laughs> Speaking of so many, Nitrogen Sports has so many ways that you can have fun. Oh damn. Yeah, we were talking about the survivor pools for the NFL. Those are done now, but. There is still plenty of NFL betting you can do all season on Nitrogen yes. Sports Poker, oh, along yeah. with any other sport. They have tons of sports on there. They also have casino games and, of course, poker. Yeah. So use the link in the description. Get on Nitrogen Sports. There's stuff to free roll. It's fun. Just get in there. Yeah. <laughs> well said, Jonathan. Thank you. I, I, I'd like to take a moment to say one thing really seriously. Now I want to just take the room down if I can just for a moment. Okay, let's go. Say, uh, hands across the uh, what was the overrunner on how many times I would sing that? Oh, huh? God, I don't even want to <laughs> engage in this conversation because it inevitably increases what the overrunner should be. <laughs> you got be. that. <laughs> You're correct. So let's get back to the head. Okay. Cool. I hope you enjoyed that ad, everyone. I enjoyed it. It was all right. We've done better. But it was pretty good. It was okay. Come on. Jack of clubs, eight of clubs is Stephen Chidwick's hand. Sam Tricker's hand is ace of clubs, jack of diamonds in the small blind. Bryn Kenny has eight of hearts, six of spades in the big blind, 45,000 chips in the pot. The flop is an excellent one for one Stephen Chidwick. Also pretty good for Sam Trickett. Yeah. Seven of clubs, four of clubs, three of clubs. I mean, Bryn Kenny's sitting there. He's like, I mean, I do have a combo draw. It's the eight of clubs, but I do have a, or not the eight of clubs. It's the six of clubs, right? He doesn't have a club, I don't think. Does he? Yeah, he does. He does? Yeah. Oh, you're going to have to... I, you know what? Let me confirm that, but I am almost sure he has a club. I can go look right now and make sure, but I really, really thought he did. Um, he has the eight of hearts, six of clubs. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I had the six of spades. So, so he flops a straight draw and a flush draw. It is no good. I mean, it's not really much of a combo draw. I mean, the straight draw is good. It's a gut shot. Right. 
Of course. I mean, it's not, no, it's not a great comma draw, but he's sitting there, he's like, well, sometimes my hand is, you know, sometimes I have a lot of equity here. Yeah, I mean, straight flush would be good. He does not have a lot of equity against these two hands. He does not. He needs the five of clubs. And then the, uh, and then he's going to need some more help, right? No, the five of clubs would be enough. Well, then he's going to need someone to not stab him before the hand is over. <laughs> yeah. You understand the five of clubs would give him a straight flush, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so if someone you... stabs him. <laughs> so, but he needs help for somebody not to stab him? <laughs> it's, it's a are tough... you saying it's inevitable? These are pros, has... man. These are the best players in the world. They're not idiots. All right. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so Bryn Kenny flops a straight flush draw. Okay, but it's not very good. But it's a straight flush draw all the same. He's got one out for sure, and maybe a lot more. Maybe. Um, Chidwick flops the flush. Jack high flush, yeah. And our boy flops overs and the nut flush draw. Our boy, Sam, Sam Tr- Trickett. <laughs> Sam Trickett flops ace-jack with the ace of clubs for the nut This flush is pretty draw. whack. All right. Here we go. Let's, let's let the fireworks begin. Everybody checks. What? <laughs> So the most surprising one is obviously Chidwick. Yeah, why doesn't Chidwick bet this? I don't know. But before we talk about that, let's let's talk about Trickett. Should he be stabbing immediately? It's completely reasonable for for Trickett to right now bet on this yeah. board with his hand. Yeah. Um, maybe he's going to go for some check raises sometimes. Um, they're so deep. I don't know that he would, though. I imagine it would be often if, if uh, Chidwick bets, he might be just flatting a lot. He might be, but it's the old conundrum of like, yeah. it's pretty hard to get paid if you get there with the flush with the ace of clubs. There. I know. Now, if you hit your jack or your ace, you might get paid because those might be good cards for Chidwick to bluff, but you also could be losing when he hits those yes. cards. Um, I imagine we're mostly going for a check raise and really happy to get it in, even though it's 85 blinds against Chidwick, who can just have a lot of stuff, right? Um, so like, if we put a check raise in, for example, like maybe we won't put in the four bet pre or post flop, but maybe, but we're not going to fold to a three bet. Yeah, I don't like, think no matter what. No, like he can size it any way he wants. We're not folding. Can't right? check raise fold this hand. No. Right. So you check raise. He's like, I'm all in for 85 blinds, even though you've only put in 11. And you're like, I guess I fucking call. Like, well, this I hand's mean, got too much value. At this stack depth, it almost makes me want to lead more, more. Because right. like you can, like it's a nice result if they both fold. You have that opportunity, which is like obviously when you check, that's not something that can happen. If you get raised, your three bet can be committing. Well, actually, maybe it's better um, to to not lead. Now I think about it based on stack depth specifically. We check Chirwick bets. How much is in the pot? Forty five thousand. Yeah. So let's say twenty k. Great. He bets twenty k. We make it sixty five. Sure. We make it sixty five. He decides to somehow re raise, which he actually might with this hand. Yeah. He might not, but he might. He's gonna make it. He doesn't have to go that big now. One hundred seventy five. Right. We go all in for four eighty five total. That's a legit. Yeah, uh, that's true. Four bet. So actually, size-wise, maybe it's better to go for the check race here, and you can just be the guy who makes the last aggressive Assuming action. Assuming doesn't do a more committing three bet. Yes. Which now it's unlikely. It's unlikely he would. Right. And by the way, even if he makes a more committing three bet, he still may not actually be committed when we be, when we have the ace of clubs in our hand. True. It may just look committed. We've seen Chidwick bet all but you know an ante before and then fold. Right. Yep. That was incredible. It, it was Sam it looked, Greenway. It looked pretty committing. It wasn't committing. So that was on the river, though. It was on the river, but still, the point but remains. It doesn't actually. Like that's a huge distinction. I don't, Hand well, values are concrete on the river. Yeah, like, of it's course, over. of course they are. But like, if Chidwick makes a play, if he's got king queen with the king of clubs, and he decides, if he gets check raised, he's like, I don't know if this is good enough to call, um, but I'm going to raise. Now he may not decide, but let's just say he did, and he makes in a big committing raise. But then he gets shoved on. He may think like, shit, like I can't actually call this, you know. Like there's a lot of hands where you where players, especially the pros, will put what in what looks like committing yeah. raises and they're not committed to it at all. And we sometimes talk about doing that too right. in certain spots, right? Where it's like, okay, I can do it. The the message is really clear. We're never folding, and that means that the guy moves in. We are folding. I just know? think it's a lot easier to do on the river. Of course it is. Yeah. Of course it is. But anyway, 
Anyway, so, that's I, not what happened. So I like the plan from ch- for Trickett to check raise because I think we absolutely can put in the four bet. Okay, that's fair. All right, so let's talk about Chidwick's check because Kenny's right. check is pretty normal. Not surprising that Kenny would. Kenny actually could lead here also with yeah. the draws and the low nature of the board where it actually looks better for him range-wise than for anyone else. It does. It does. And he even has a club in his hand as a blocker of nothing right. else. So he could. But I, don't, I, don't, I actually kind of like a bet from Kenny. Yeah. But anyway. Anyway. Chidwick, so, Chidwick checks. That's the really surprising thing. Yes. Why? It's a great question because the jack high flush is not the nut flush. You know, if you, you think if you're going to check some flushes, the nut flush is probably the best one to check. It's not vulnerable to the higher right. clubs. Right. Um, he has two opponents. The board, as you said, hits Bryn Kenny pretty well. It probably hits Trickett at least some of the time decently well. Like Trickett has some sets here for sure. He probably has some two pair, maybe even a straight five, six suited type hand. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's very deceptive to check the flush, clearly. But we're up. This is the kind of board, and Bryn Kenny's in the big blind where Bryn Kenny may absolutely make plays at us, forgetting about what his actual holdings are. He would just, he's a guy who makes plays at people. Well, a maybe lot. it's a balance overall for Chidwick here, and he's thinking, I, I don't bet this board when the two blinds call me, so I can't bet it even when I have a vulnerable flush. That's a reason to do it, yeah. I guess. Um, that's the only really good reason, I think, except to also just protect. This is sort of what you're talking about, but it's a little bit different, which is just protecting his checkback range here, period. Yeah. And to let these guys not be able to range him correctly also like this is a deceptive move where it's really hard to put him on a flush unless he's a hundred percent of time checking this board which he might be might um, be. but if he isn't mostly he's going to bet as you're saying his non-nut flushes and just all his flushes he's going to bet most of the time i would think right like let's build a pot let's not give the bigger clubs like sam trickett has a free shot and so on and so forth right um but it's really hard to put him on a flush when he checks it's just really hard it really is so that's cool yeah so that's the reason now, it's hard to win a monster pot when we check this flop, yep. right? Where Because Trickett might be going, as we're saying, for the check raise right now. We might be able to get it all in with Trickett right now on this flop if we wanted to, which that's, is not unreasonable with this hand. That's true. Um, maybe, maybe the fact that Bryn Kenny is the big blind is like, maybe he was just giving Bryn Kenny enough chances to make some crazy sizing play. Right. Like, never fold against Bryn Kenny. Maybe. Maybe you know these guys are both capable of wacky stuff, yeah. and so like let's have a really strong hand and let them do the wacky stuff, and just really and hope a big club doesn't come. Yeah, or just a small club is actually worse than a big club, but hope a club doesn't. Yeah, come. problem is a club's going to come a fair amount of the time. You know, like a third of the time a club's going to come, so it's not great. Yeah, of course you know we still have a really good hand, I guess, even when a club comes. Yeah, we still have the jack high flesh. It's not. Yeah, it's not. It's not. Bad. It's not amazing anymore though. Anyway. It is a surprising check. We're doing check. some pot control. Fair enough. But it is a surprising check, but it's probably mostly for balance and deception. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so it's still 45K in the pot. Yeah. Three, four, seven, all clubs on the flop. The turn is the jack of spades. Bingo. Trickett is feeling good about that one. Bango, bongo for Sam Trickett. He's got ace of clubs, jack of diamonds, so he's now got top, top with the nut flush draw. Burn Kenny's hand does not improve with the gut shot straight flush draw. And, uh, of course, Chidwick is still sitting there with the jack high flush with jack eight of clubs. Sam Trickett probably feels invulnerable right now at yeah, this like, moment. No, there's nothing you can do to make me fold this hand. And I'm, I guess Bryn Kenny once in a while has me, but I'm just pretty much always winning, right? Yep. He's wrong. He's wrong. <laughs> but he thinks he's right. Hey, guess what? What? It checks around again. Shut the frick up! Can't do it. Close the door! Okay. My only guess... As to why Chidwick decides to check this again is that he has a jack in his hand and he blocks some of his opponents, most likely hands that they would check twice and be able to call with because it makes it less likely that they have a jack. I mean, that is a reasonable guess for sure. What do you think about this 
as a reason, though, to do it. Like, well, I'm, I'm saying that's the best reason I have. Yeah, but uh, do you think it's a good reason? Because I, I don't love it as a reason. I, I feel like the, the 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 pros of betting outweigh the cons of. If, okay, let me put it this way. Yeah, if you're going to check a flush mm. twice, yeah, that is a pretty good reason to do it. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Um, having said that, don't we want to build a pot? Yeah. We're all deep. We've got a monster hand. Again, nobody's bet. If we don't have the best hand, it is going to be shocking. It's possible, of course, but it's going to be pretty shocking. Yeah. Sometimes we just got... To, I mean, if we go bust, we go bust. By the way, we don't really have to go bust anyway. We don't have to get it all in against Bryn Kenny, even if we bet here. We bet he raises, we call. He bets the river, we call. Yeah, We're still, we still in. We still have more than Sam Trickett started the hand with. Right. If Trickett, like... We bet, and somehow we get it all with Trickett on the turn, and he's beating us. Okay. Like, we still have half a million chips. It's not a big deal. I mean, it sucks. It's a big deal. But it's, but it's okay, is the point. We yeah. still have, like, 80 blinds. Like, it's, it's fine. I don't know. Like, I'd rather... Be, I, I think we should be trying to build a pot with a hand this strong. And maybe, maybe what I'm doing, though, and this goes back to what you're saying, is just not allowing for the level of balance you have to have against these elite players. Yeah. And so he's like, I have a jack. I'm betting any other card, basically, except a jack or an eight on the turn, right? Or a club, yeah. or maybe a board pairing. So actually, it means I'm betting like 60% of the, the deck that comes out. Um, no, and if someone bets, I'm obviously not folding. But one of the cards came out that I would normally check, and they both checked to me. I'm checking again because that's how I play, and that way they cannot ever figure out what the hell's going on. And it's a meta game. It's not just about this hand. It's about all the hands we're going to play for the next five years together. Yeah. And, I mean, it has to be that, right? And if you thought the check on the flop was deceptive and, yeah. like, trying to make it so you can outmaneuver your elite opponents at some point and make them think you could never have certain hands, the check on the turn is really taking that to the next level. No question about it. Yeah. It's it's like, like, if it checks around on the river and then Shidwick puts in a monster bet, it's going to be really hard. Well, it turns out Brent Kenny's almost going to have to call him, depending on what the river is, but there aren't that many scary rivers. I guess an offsuit king Sam? or queen. Sam Trickett, I'm sorry, yeah. Sam Trickett. I'm an offsuit king or queen. Yeah. Like, that's the only thing is that should really scare Sam Trickett from calling even, like, a bit of an overbet on the straightening river. Straightening cards are not great. Okay, a straightening card. But there's very few cards that Sam Trickett's really going to be afraid of here, right? Yeah. Like, he is going to pay off a big bet on the river. Now, he would have paid off big bets all the way, as it turns out, but okay. Okay. So maybe, But maybe you, like, these are guys who might hero you, and you're going to give them a really good chance to hero you on a massive overbet on the river, which has to be part of the plan right now. Yeah. Now we're going to go out of order a little bit here and talk about Sam Trickett's check now because he checked the turn before Stephen Chidwick did. Yeah. Just felt like we had to talk about that immediately. Um, so Trickett, I mean, everybody checked the flop. It's wide open as far as, like, who has the lead in the hand, right? There's no weird flow problem right. with, lead, with betting now with top, top, and then up flush draw. Do you think he's going for a check raise or a check call? I don't know. Like, I was about to say check raise, and I'm like, well, we don't need to check raise. Yeah, we got we, top, top. We might, get, we might fold out all the worst hands. Um, check calling is fine, but if we improve, it's hard to get action. But m- maybe someone will bluff. Maybe he's hoping Brin Kenny's just going to start bluffing. Maybe Trickett thinks it's similar thought process to what I was trying to figure out with, with Chidwick. Like, not only do I block the jack, making it less likely that my opponent has a jack. I also block Chidwick checking back the nut flush draw on the flop. So he has maybe like fewer hands that he can call with if I bet and more hands they can just bluff. Uh-huh. Maybe that's what 
Maybe. Thinking, I mean, you figure if, if Chidwick had a big club, he's usually betting the flop, right? As, as Trickett, we're thinking. You'd that. think that usually, yeah. Unless, unless, again, we're thinking, like, this is a board he's just 100% checking. Of course, right. if we thought he was checking that board 100%, maybe we bet that as Sam Trickett more of the yeah. time, right? right? Like, let's take... Let's like try and get some fold equity with our nut flush draw instead of just have it check through and let everyone get a free card. And when a club comes, like everyone's afraid of me anyway. Like it's not great. Yeah. So he can't really think that Ch- Chidwick's always checking this board, which of course you should really never be 100% checking. No, any you wouldn't board, think right? always. But the, at this level, they just can't. No. But, but like almost always checking it is fine. Like checking sure. it most of the time would be reasonable. Yeah. So I don't know. It feels like a lead makes a lot of sense with Trickett's hand. It wouldn't really occur to me not to lead the turn, honestly, at this point. Unless unless I'm sitting there thinking Bryn Kenny's going to take a shot, and I just have to let him take a shot. I guess that's fair. It that's is Bryn the Kenny. only reason. But that jack should scare Bryn Kenny into thinking, like, that hits Chidwick. Yeah. So Bryn Kenny can try and be cool and get Chidwick to fold the jack. Bryn Kenny's the kind of guy who might he do that. He absolutely might. Um, and Tim Trickett may think, like, once I check again, like, no one can ever give me credit for anything. I look like I've got, you know, what, two fours? Something like that. Just some crappy hand. Nothing exciting going on over here in Trickettville. You know? <laughs> two fours is, is you is know. Is that a set? Yeah. Well, two threes then. It's a set. Pocket threes is a set also? Yeah. Pocket deuces. Will you get on my side? <laughs> Not What's a, the board? Three, four, seven, all clubs. Jack on the turn. Okay. Jack is fine. So pocket fives. You happy? No. I have pocket fives, and I'm just like hoping to get to showdown. Something like that. Right. Pocket nines. Yeah. I don't know. But pocket nines aren't going to fold on the turn anyway. I don't even know, man. I would, I would lead this. It's I would definitely It's very surprising turn. that both of these guys check the turn. Chidwick and uh, Trickett. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. By the way, Bryn Kenny, again, could decide to bet the turn with his combo draw. I know it's a weak combo draw, but everyone checked, and uh, Trickett checked again. Now, that Jack sometimes hits uh, the Chidmeister, but like <laughs> sometimes it doesn't, and Bryn Kenny just gets to win. The but Chidmeister. Anyway. Yeah. Chidmeister. The, slim, the, the Chid Slimmer. Right, of course. The Slim Cheaper. Cheaper? Yeah, like Reaper, but for Chid. Slim Chidler. Oh, okay. I get it. Hands I feel like you're saying America. he's like frugal. I mean, he might be. He's playing in this $1.28 million buy-in yeah. tournament, but I don't know what he spent on freaking muffins this morning. You know what I mean? Like maybe he got the cheap six-pack at the, the generic kinds yeah. instead of the Little Debbies. But it might be because he likes them better. They are often good. This the the grocery store made ones, yeah. you know, with the sugar, <laughs> the yep. sugar like cooked on the outside. Yeah, yum yum. Yeah, I trust those. All right. Anyway, <laughs> there's still 45k in the pot. It's so weird. We're heading to the river. Trick it with Ace of Clubs, Jack of Diamonds on the three four seven club flop. Jack of Spades in the turn. Chidwick with Jack Eight of Clubs for the flush and Bryn Kenny with six eight off with the six of Clubs for the combo draw. That's not really that good. The river is the seven of Spades. Yeah. Pairs the top flop card, yeah, which shouldn't really be a huge part of anybody's range, but I guess if anybody's has it, it's it's Bryn Kenny mostly. It's got to be Bryn Kenny if anyone has it, yeah. right? Uh, and Trickett has a little bit of it too. Trickett can have it. Bryn Kenny has it more probably. Yeah, just because of the where they call pre flop, right? right? The combos. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just more combos for Bryn Kenny. For sure. More hands by a lot. So Trickett now is finally going to be like, all right, all right, you assholes. Uh, somebody, I've got top, top. Somebody call me with ace high here. Let's go, Chidwick. Ace of diamonds, queen of hearts, call me. Chidwick, you know? have, two, have two fives. Let's go. Yeah. Like, someone call me. Whatever. I got. I can't just let this go. And he's really trying to, to make it easy. He bets 16K into 45K. Yep. Because everyone looks super weak. Yeah. Bryn Bert, Kenny's weak. Bryn Kenny, strong of mind, though, decides to raise. 
with his eight high. That boy ate his Wheaties. He did. He makes it 102,000. That is not a fucking around race. That's a big race. Yeah, that's a, I have a weak blocker, and it, none of it matters because no one has anything, you bastards. You're right. all weak, and no one has He just anything. wants to, like, 102K is like, okay, okay, you can't really call me if you decided to, like, try to get really thin value here. Right. You like, if, if you have two eights. Or you have, like, ace five suited. Or yeah. ace, yeah, five, four. Ace four suited. Honestly, ace jack doesn't love it either. Like, yeah. Bryn Kenny absolutely can have trip sevens. Bryn Kenny ha- can have other stuff. Trip yeah. sevens makes a lot of sense. Based from, on the way the hand feels like out, that's what Bryn Kenny's repping, right? Based trip on the way sevens. the hand played out, it seems like Bryn Kenny could could have trip sevens and yeah. race. And he and as we were saying, he's saying they're thinking I've got so many more sevens than everybody else. Fuck you and your super tiny bet trying to like get your weak ass showdownable hand, you know, called by something weaker. Fuck you. I'm going right. to bet 20% of your stack. So what do you want? I think it's pretty obvious, but what do you want to do as Stephen Chidwick now with your Jack High flush? It seems like a pretty straightforward flat, doesn't it? I mean, it you could sit there and decide, well, the board's paired. Bring Kenny raised. You block full houses. I block full houses. No one bet the flop or the turn. Bring Kenny feels like he's repping trip sevens anyway. Yeah, he can, he can beat what for- he's repping. Yeah. It feels like a super straightforward flat, and we win a fair amount of the time. Right, but I'm, I'm, I wasn't even considering folding. I'm saying, like, is there any argument for raising? No. Based on how underrepped we are. Still no argument for raising. What, how, what are we supposed to get called by? Do you think Bryn Kenny levels himself and calls with a seven sometimes? Maybe, but we also don't know what trick it has. True. And also, it just feels like it plays so much better as a call than as a raise, Also, to me. And we can get trick it to overcall sometimes. Exactly. Um, what if what if they both have a seven in their hand? Yeah, like Trickett might just feel obligated to call. Although when we flat there, it's pretty strong. Yeah, but is. still, if he's got like a seven suited or even eight seven suited, he may just feel like he has to call. And now Trickett's thinking, and Bryn Kenny is in that super awkward spot that we've all been in before, where you're in a three way pot and you bluff, and the you've bluff is called. the bluff is guaranteed not to go through. Yeah, and you still have to like maintain your poker face because of the integrity of the game because yeah. the third player is still making a decision. Yeah. He's just sitting there while, while Trickett's thinking. It's like, oh, well, there goes 102K. Yeah. So Trick, yeah, it's like, oh, well, I'm Brink Kenny. I do this. All right. By the way, it's going to work out for Brink Kenny. He's going to win this tournament. So, yep. Um, okay. So, but we know Brink Kenny's not going to put any more chips in the pot since he has eight high and he's already been called. So Trickett's sitting here. He's got top, top. He's got three options with his hand. He really does. All he, three are. He could absolutely fold. Yep. Because, I mean, but he could also call. And hope that Kenny has a bluff and Chidwick has a worse showdownable hand. Like King Jack. Yeah. Or maybe tens or something. Wow, tens is pretty optimistic. I know, I know. You really need him to have just like a, a worse jack. Yeah, which, which seems unlikely. So maybe that's the worst. usually betting that on the turn. That's probably the worst option is Yeah, I don't like that. To call. Folding is definitely the standard play. Oh, yeah. The raised 102K and a call. Because like we're not supposed to be able to beat Chidwick here. Whether we can beat Kenny or not is its own thing. But Trickett's sitting there and he's thinking, I have the second best blocker hand possible. And the first best blocker hand, I don't think I ever play this way, which is ace seven with the ace of clubs. Like you, he would never flat pre-flop out of the small right. bag with that hand. Right, never. So now he has what he... For him. For him, the best possible blocker hand, blocking both a nut flush and the some full houses, jack-jack and jack-seven. I mean, it is a super sweet blocker hand. Yeah. Super sweet. So... He decides to take this blocker hand and be like, I'm moving in. And he does. He moves in for 485K over 102. This is a very big raise. Yeah. All right. What hands does he expect to get called by every time? He's like, well, fuck, I ran into it. Okay. Probably any full house, right? I'm, well, I'm not sure. 
Pocket Sevens is calling. <laughs> I know that. Quads, yeah. Yeah, quads is calling. Pocket Jacks, there's only one combo, is calling. Yes. Okay, let's talk about everything else. All right. So, so what's the next best hand after that? 7-4. Uh, 7-4 seven, four. Seven, four is calling. I got to believe, right? Except the only guy who has 7-4 Brin is Brinkenny, and he didn't bet the flop or the turn with it. Right. It's unlikely. So, it's, so it makes it unlikely. Same with 7-3. Yep. Those are very unlikely hands. And the same thing is true of 3-3 three, three and 4-4. Four, four. That Bryn Kenny wouldn't bet the yeah. turn. Yeah, Bryn Kenny would usually bet the turn with those. Um, it's possible everyone's playing weird. And I mean, it doesn't look like anyone has a super strong hand here, right? Even Chidwick yeah. looks like looks like Bryn Kenny's got at best trip sevens. And Chidwick has like a, a jack of some sort. And maybe once in a while an overpair that he's playing weird. I think he's getting called by awful houses. I think Trick is getting called by Awful Houses because it checked through on the flop and the turn. There's another thing, too, which makes it a little easier for Full Houses to call is it's not their life in danger. It's only Trickets. True. Like, it's a million-dollar buy-in. I think it does matter a little bit more. I think even these guys are going to probably be a little more careful than they might otherwise be um, in terms of calling it all off. But they're not calling it all off. They're still going to have, like, 80 blinds if they call and lose to Tricket. So I think you're probably right. I think all Full Houses are just going to have to call. Now, let's move on past that. If all full house have to call, is the king X of clubs calling? Because that's the key question here, right? That is the key question. I mean, it's also, this is such a sweet spot for Tricket to do this, not only because, like, we're questioning if the king high flush is going to call, but also because it's very unlikely that his opponents have it based on the action. Yep. That's right. Very, very unlikely. Like, he's found a spot where you would think that his opponents, if they were able to call, it would be a hero call. It would be like a, Mm-hmm. Categorized as a hero call because they they're calling with like a jack. How are they? How can they do that? Which would be great for him, by the way. If they call with a jack, he's actually ahead. Uh, <laughs> That's a good point. But like calling with a seven is a hero call. Wouldn't that be crazy if he ends up getting? Yeah, you're right. Calling calling with trip sevens, and it's like how can Bryn Kenny after he goes after he bets gets flatted and then the shove? I mean, it's just so hard. How do you call with trip sevens? Bryn there? Kenny, who is by far more likely to have a seven than Chidwick, yeah, like, can't call with a seven. He's trapped Chidwick. in between. Yeah. Without being trapped in between, it's a super tough spot. So honestly, being trapped in between, it feels this impossible. Is a, this is a beautiful play by Sam Drake. Yeah, this feels like the more he, we talk about it, the yeah, better it looks. Yeah, he really, like, either he lucked out and it ends up being perfect in all these ways, or he really thought it through and knows exactly what he's doing here. I feel like we have to give him credit. This is a million-dollar buy-in. Yeah. He, like, took his time and moved in when he's like, okay, like, you guys just don't have very many strong hands. Chirik, you really don't have very many strong hands. Kenny, at best, you mostly have, like, trip sevens. Like, this gets through so much of the time. Once in a blue moon, maybe I get hero by worse, but that's not what we're really doing here. We're no, trying we're to fold trying, out better. We're not trying to merge. We're trying to fold out better, and I think it's going to work almost always. Like, almost always is, like, what, 80%? Something like 90%? that. 90%? It feels like something like it's going to work literally that much of the time, sitting in Trickett's shoes based on what we see. Now, if we knew Chidwick was checking flushes like that, we probably wouldn't try this. Probably right? not. Because it's hard to believe Chidwick has a hand as good as he has here, which is going to ultimately be Chidwick's big question when we get back to him, right? Right, because Bryn Kenny, of course, folds quickly. Of course he does. But now you're Chidwick, and you're like, how many better hands do I actually have? Yeah. How many? How many is there? Okay, if I check the jack high on this board specifically, am I betting all flushes on the turn except the ones that have a jack in them? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. If I am, okay. So now what do I have that's left? I mean, I guess Chidwick probably in his mind has some full houses. I would guess he would be checking some sets and some pocket jacks type Twice? I mean, he checked flush twice, didn't he? Yeah. Still? Twice? Yes. 
He checked the flush twice. But, but you had a reason for him checking the flush twice. It wasn't like that we thought he was checking the king yeah. high of clubs twice, True. right? It's because I mean, I don't, know if, I don't know if my reason is right. Of course not, but we're going... We're, but we're coming with reasons, right? So if we're following this path for a second, we're saying the, the only reason why I checked the turn is because he had a jack. Well, then what are we talking about? If he has pocket jacks and he decides to check the flop because he always check, he checks that flop a lot, he turns the jack on, and he's like, well, I've got top full house, and now well, I block too much. Top set, no- excuse me. And I block too much. But doesn't he want to try and extract value from other things? Seems like you would, and also protect against the random club. I mean, coming. I feel like you could say the same stuff with the same the tone of voice about the hand that he has, except that we know that he yeah. did what he did. Right, but you came with that. I didn't love the reason actually, but you came with at least a reason why yeah. he might check that. So I'm trying to work off that. That's all. Yeah, I don't know. So maybe maybe he's not. Maybe your reason is wrong, and he's just checking his strong hands twice I think, here. A fair I think of the because time. Chidwick, you have to do that sometimes. All right, this is what I want to go with here. Okay, because Chidwick chose to check this hand twice which is so bizarre. I don't think we should try to use distribution as our main, our main analytical tool here because, because Chidwick's distribution is weird and different. Confusing. Yeah. And like, okay. we're not going to, we're not going to pin it down correctly. Right. Um, so fair. I think it's better to look at it from the perspective of what is Sam Trickett representing and is he doing a good enough job that it's worth folding this hand? Okay. So what, what's he representing? When he moves in after all of that, it feels like he's repping minimum the nut flush and probably better. Yeah. feels like he's repping. After we flat, it feels like he's repping a full house. feels okay. like he's like, oh, my God, they fell for it. This is unbelievable. I have, I have pocket fours. This is incredible. And do we believe that story that right. he's going to check a set twice or check the nut flush twice or check two pair twice? I mean, I don't really believe it, but he did check... Ace-Jack twice, which is, you know, a pretty strong hand. The first time I get it, but the second time, we really think yeah. he's betting that, and he didn't. So that's a very strong hand on that board based on the action. It's not as good as the set, obviously, but it probably feels not too far off from how you feel when you have uh, pocket force on this board. Yeah. You know, after it checks through on the flop, you know, and you've got Ace-Frickin-Jack with the Ace of Clubs on the Jack-High board. feels like you're just, you're just good so much of the time. So, so much of the time. Yeah, I agree so, with that. So since he checked that, I think it's at least possible he's checking. He has some full houses here. I have another question we have to ask. Is Sam Trickett capable of this bluff? We have to ask ourselves that as Chidwick. I know he's one of the best players in the world. This is a pretty outrageous bluff and a million-dollar buy-in. When the whales are coming. Yeah, that the few, whales, in a few hours, the whales, the whales are, are coming. We don't know exactly how long it's going to take. We don't know what the table-breaking procedure is, but... At some point, we're not going to off the play against the best players in the world. And he knows that. And he still has a lot of chips. He only put 16,000 on the, you know, before he decided to shove 485. The whales. So is he capable of this bluff? Turns out we know he is. We're seeing it. But from Chidwick's point of view, we have to, he has to be capable of it for us even to consider calling. Well, I think the question before that is, are there bluffs? Like, what are they? Mm. And his hand makes a bunch of sense for all the reasons that we said when we... That were, exact hand. But he bets so small, and then to go so big. Yeah. Like, if he bet bigger, I'd almost feel better about it, because now we can have, like, the ace, the random ace of clubs or something. Right. So, like, once, once he played this hand this way, we think this is kind of a brilliantly done bluff by Trickett. But from Chidwick's perspective, we might not... If we're thinking, okay, the best bluff hand Sam Trickett could possibly have in his range is ace of clubs with a jack, which I think is true, because he doesn't have ace of clubs with a seven, right? Um, sure. Yeah. So he played it this way the whole way. He flat pre-flop. Doesn't feel likely. He, yeah. He didn't bet the flop. He didn't bet the turn. You know, we also might think that um, when Trickett is flatting the small blind, he mostly has suited aces. He doesn't yeah. have that many off-suit aces. Right. And he's not going to turn that many of his, his, um, 
non-flush aces into bluffs here because he has to be blocking something else. Maybe he has a seven and is turning it into a bluff to try and get a flush to fold, which sounds really ambitious and like he wouldn't need to do that. Yeah. He could just flat right. and be good enough of the time with a seven of something else, of some other. Um, so now he's turning some, uh, now he's got ace five suited, sorry, ace four suited, ace three suited, something like that. He's got a wheel, wheel cards that he is turning into a bluff because he blocks like bottom set or that's what we're down to, right? Yeah. Because you don't think he has, he has almost no offsuit aces. This is one of them. Maybe he has ace queen offsuit once in a while. Maybe he has ace 10 offsuit once yeah. in a while. That's it, right? So there's not very much here to think of that's a bluff except some weird air thing, which you don't think he'd do. Right. So if he's not doing that. Because Bryn Kenny can have a lot of stuff. Yeah. So can we. We just flatter the whole thing. We yeah. can be very strong. And as we know, we're sitting here like, we are very strong. Yeah. But it's hard. It's so tough to have a bluff here as Trickett. Like, it's possible this is the only hand he actually had, like, turns into this big yeah, of a bluff. Right. This may be the only hand. And I would be sitting there as Chirwick if I didn't know and saying, how many people in the world are really capable of turning even this hand into a bluff in this spot? I don't know. I wouldn't know if Sam Trickett was capable. Maybe if you play with him all the time, which Chirwick does, he knows. But I would sit there and think, like, maybe there's three people in the world. Bryn Kenny's capable of it. We know that. Yeah, I don't know how many other people are really going to do it level five of this tournament. I just don't know. Remember Tony G folded that set when Seidel yeah, yeah. way back when it was like a 25K buy-in or something like that? It was, was 100K. It, 100K. Okay. it was the first 100K. The first or second 100K ever, right? Yeah. And Tony G folded a set in a spot where there's no way Eric Seidel's ever supposed to have him beat. Basically. He did, though. But he did. And Tony G's like, Eric Seidel's never, ever bluffing, and he's never doing this with the worst hand. So he just has it, even though it doesn't make any sense. And he folds a set face up, and he's right. Yeah. And it was pretty awesome, mm-hmm. right? So as Chirwick, I would sort of revert to that. I'd be like, I just don't think he's screwing around enough. Like, I just don't think he's going to screw around very much in this spot. Even with a hand like this, maybe this one hand, but anything else? I don't know. How many combo? Uh, by the way, I have a jack in my hand. It cuts down on the ace-jack off combos. Oh, no, no, no. I have the jack of clubs. No, it doesn't. Yeah. Sorry. But there's only, there's only two offsuit jacks left. Yeah. So there's, what? There's eight combos. Oh, no, he has to have the ace of clubs. Oh, my God. He has to have the, there's two combos. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, what the hell? Let's say we're right, and he's, if he's only doing with this combo, who cares? These two combos, who cares? We have to fold. Yeah, he's, he's getting like a little bit better than two to one, but that's not good enough for that situation. He's going to have too much, too much value when he only has two combos of bluffs if he's capable of moving in with them, which it turns out he is, but we can't necessarily know that yeah. in this biggest buy-in of all time and spot. Chidwick eventually does fold, Yeah, and I think it's the right fold. Me too. I also think this is a great, great, well-executed bluff this by is, Sam Frickett. You know... I was talking to uh, Max Young, who is a uh, very successful professional poker tournament player, professional tournament player. Um, he's won numerous circuit rings, like a lot at this like point. Like five right? or six, something like that. Um, like him winning, you know, a quarter million dollars in a tournament seems to happen at like once every year nowadays, something like that. Feels uh, like, I don't, it's whatever, more like six figures, six it, figures yeah. every, it's at least one six figure tournament every year, it feels like, you know, we're first place over six figures. Um, he travels the circuit. He's very successful. And I remember he was saying to me how um, he played some hand where some guy folded, some, made some ridiculous fold, and claimed the reason why was that Max was going to squeeze so often or, like, make some play post-flop. And Max, looked at, Max said to me, like, even though I'm, like, sort of the crazy one, which he is, uh, you can only make these plays in very particular spots against good players. Like, you just can't do it very much. Like, these spots don't open up very often. Yeah, you of course. Can, like, you got to jump on them when they do. I always jump on them anytime, anytime they do. But, like, I just can't be that crazy. I'm not, it's not going to work, you know? And I think that's the case here, too. Like, everything, all the ducks lined up for, uh, 
for Trickett perfectly. And it's like, oh my God, it's a perfect time to move in. Yep. Like, Chidwick isn't that strong. Kenny has trip sevens at best. I have the perfect blocker hand. I'm moving in. And the fact that it's a million dollar buy-in actually makes my move in even stronger. It's ideal. And they, the other players might be thinking he's going to be a little lower variance because the whales aren't here yet. They're coming. Right. You know? right, right, right. I mean, everything lines up. Yeah. How can you, like, if you have the king high flush as Chidwick and you decide to play it this, the, the same way, like, I check the turn, even though, whatever, you have your reasons. You have king eight of clubs. You still have to fold, don't you? I think yeah, you I think you have, have to. to call the nut flush, but other than that, probably need I mean, to the have... problem with calling the nut flush is you're like, what does he have in his hand? That he's... What blockers does he have you now? You have to call with something, though, and, like, I mean, it's... Yeah. and you don't think Chidwick has full houses. Um, I don't know what he has. This goes back to the distribution thing you were saying. Is yeah. like, we're not clear what he has, yeah. what he's checking, what he isn't, so it's a little harder to know. But, I mean, I think you probably do have to call it the nut flush. Maybe you call it the nut flush also because... It's, you still have 80 blinds if you're wrong. Yeah. And it's like, and that's not really the right reason to call, but I think from a human practical level, that plays into these things, right? It does. Like your turn, remember, I mean, JC Tran's going to fold everything. No matter, JC, JC Tran's going to fold uh, quads because the, the straight flush is in. <laughs> you know? but, but everyone else in the world is going to call with like the nut flush and hate it. I don't know if they're actually all going to call it the nut flush, but you have to strong, you have to at least strongly consider calling with the nut flush. And I think a hand like the jack high flush, you have to mostly just fold pretty quickly and easily, even though it sucks and we're wrong. Thoughts, agreement, disagreement. I agree. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's a good fold, but it's a more impressive bluff. It is exactly. This is I, it's just fascinating that like Chidwick does all these weird checks. Trickett checks the turn and then three bet shoves the river with top top. And Kenny makes a big bluff raise on the river, too. Everyone does these non-standard things. It's so incredible in a million-dollar tournament. So cool. Didn't work out for Sam Trickett, though. He goes out in round eight, yeah. level eight of the tournament. Uh, Chidwick gets fourth. He does for 4.4 million uh, pounds. And Bryn Kenny wins the biggest prize in poker history after making a deal and technically finishing second, but making more money than the other guy. Yep, he gets like 16.8 million pounds, which is like $22 million or something. And had most of himself, apparently. He had 75% of himself. That is my understanding. Genuine rich person now. Yes. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're already probably a genuine rich person if you're paying $750,000 yeah. to buy into a tournament or something like that. He paid less. I mean, he marked up on the other stuff. but Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, but whatever. Yeah. Genuine rich person. Yeah. Well, good for him. Welcome and to the club. Yeah, yeah, that's you, buddy. Congratulations.